This podcast is provided for general information and for general information purposes only and does not replace your financial, tax, legal or finance product advice. Hello everyone and welcome to The Female Investor, your chance to listen to two of Australia's leading property experts talking about all things property, buying, finance, strategy and lots more. Kate Hill and Nicola McDougall are the authors of the book, The Female Investor, Creating Wealth, Security and Freedom Through Property. Kate is an award-winning property mentor and coach, a qualified property investment advisor and founder of buyer's agency, Advisable. And she's a successful property investor herself. Nicola is an award-winning and prolific property journalist. She has been involved in property research, analysis and reporting for 15 years. And she is also a successful property investor herself. Property investment is one of the simplest, safest and preferred ways for women to create financial freedom. And with the right information to make an educated and informed decision, this can be achieved. If you know a woman who is concerned about her financial future, or maybe that's you, If you're keen to improve your chances of creating an income for life, then this is your place to learn, be inspired and motivated. Along with some special guests, Kate and Nicola will be offering genuine practical news and tips to women of any age to stake your claim on the property market. So come on ladies, stay tuned and let's do this together. Hello everyone, it's Kate here. And as part of our Female Investor podcast series, we are speaking with lots of different property professionals so that we can bring you the best strategies, tips and news from the property and finance world. I recently spoke to Tina House from Smartmove, one of Australia's leading and award-winning mortgage brokers. Here is our conversation. Hello everyone, Tina and I are back in our series about property finance. I am excited about every video that we do, Tina, but this one in particular (laughs) does really, really excite me because it is such a hot topic. We have this conversation so often with people. I dread to think you must have this conversation multiple times a day. It's, It's all about interest rates. How important is your interest rate? It is one of the most important topics when it comes to property finance. We've both been asked, I think, countless times over the year, how important the interest rate is on your loan. And the answer, of course, is quite simple. It is important, but it is not everything. There are pros and cons to everything in life. And what we're here to discuss are those pros and cons of really essentially going with or chasing rates, going with a very cheap online lender, no offense to them out there, of course, but I guess letting it drive you as your main motivator, going to a cheap lender, going to an online lender, because those kind of rates, those kind of loan products can be very problematic. They can have drawbacks that you may not have considered while you're chasing after that really, really cheap interest rate. So mm-hmm. we've come up with, is it 10? My gosh. 10. 10. Yeah. 10. Yeah. Count them, everyone. 10 <laughs> reasons why you shouldn't necessarily just use the cheapest lender, right? So yeah. uh, we are going to go through them. Not necessarily in any particular kind of order, but the first one really is that they won't always keep 
that rate or that very cheap rate throughout the life of your loan. And Tina, go. <laughs> okay, there is a bit of a trend. Yeah. That some of the really cheap providers have this great rate that gets you in the door, gets yeah. you to settle on the loan. Reels you in. Yeah. Now, and we're not just talking about intro rates here. We might just be talking about a standard variable rate that, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, rates move if they're variable. And so the minute we start to see rate increases from, say, the reserve bank and the, the cash rate goes up, that gives all the banks sort of permission, I guess, to mm. in the market to then increase what their benchmark variable rate is. Now, often those really low cost providers will then hike up the rates for their existing clients more so than what they would for their new clients. Uh, so they're yeah. left paying the, <laughs> the yeah. penalty. Um, and um, they just hope that you don't notice um, and, uh, you know, too busy to look at potentially refinancing away from them. But mm. it's a common trend from some of yeah. your really low-cost providers. So keep that in mind, peeps. Mm -hmm. Number two, having an office is an overhead, right? Having yeah. staff is an overhead in order to keep costs low. Or actually, I should let you explain this bit. I guess the, the point is that as a borrower, you won't always have access to a branch or, in fact, a real person to yeah. discuss things with. So, you know, it's very easy to think that everything is going to go great with your loan. Um, until it doesn't go great or it doesn't go great when you're trying to buy a property <laughs> it and, and no. the bank's not really, you know, they're not there for settlement and you need to talk to someone. Mm. Now, a lot of those online low-cost providers don't have access to any branches um, because of, of real estate. Um, a lot of them, you, you even can't speak to a human. Um, it's all via email or yeah. through chat rooms oh um, on yep. their website. Now, you know, that's... That's something that's sitting on hold for hours upon hours, waiting to speak to someone in offshore is, you know, that's your time and that time mm. has a cost as well. Mm. So just be mindful of those sorts of features that convenience, you can't underestimate that when you're busy or there's a certain complexity to your loan. Yeah. Um, or you've got a deadline with a cool off period and wanting to settle on a property within a certain period of time. Number three, they don't always have the most up-to-date technology. So be prepared for a... a you know, not necessarily the most up-to-date, advanced internet banking, banking That's right. I was just thinking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember actually, and, and again, personal story that when I first started with a certain lender, their online banking was shocking, like it was Jurassic Park people. Yeah. Uh, they have since then, I'm still with them though, I, I, I persevered still, they have since then upped their game significantly, but it really was very clunky and very, oh, you know. Number four, I think something that is come underestimated, fraud technology. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Generally, phase, right? yeah. Yeah, um, the cheapest lender is not going to be investing the most amount of money in their no. fraud technology. Um, and if you've ever had anyone try and hack into your bank account or, you know, take away, um, take money out of an account, mm. you'll know that the, the larger banks or some of the more sophisticated lenders that have invested money into that have great fraud prevention um, strategies and mm. teams that pick up the phone and say, was that Absolutely. you that, that took $200 out of your bank account? Um, so that's just something to be mindful of. Yep. And it's not something you'll think about until it happens to you. That's but right. if it that's does true. and when it does, um, you'll be wishing you were with an organisation that, yeah. you know, wasn't the cheapest, but still offered a competitive rate, but mm -hmm. is prepared to back you at that point in time when it wasn't exactly your fault. Right. 
Absolutely, it's happened to me twice. That yeah, it's happened a, to me. A, 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 yeah. a, another lender that I'm with, um, yeah. it's more, more one of the big four, um, they have picked up the phone and gone, hey, there's a bit of an yeah. odd, yeah. Yeah, is this you? And one time it was, because I was overseas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the time it wasn't, they gave you back the money? Uh, well, they'd stopped the payment. They actually yeah. put it on hot. They didn't, the payment didn't get processed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until it was, or you get a text message to say, hey, you know, suspicious, is this you? Yeah. Stop to, you know, reply, stop to. Stop yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've had both situations. I've had the yeah. stopping, but I've also yeah. had the money move out of the account and the money yeah. given back to me. Back to me. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Potentially slow turnaround time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again a lot of those low cost providers are geared up not really necessarily to handle an actual purchase with a time frame mm. um, and if it's a refinance there is no sense of urgency to that mm. so while the rate might be attractive if it's going to take you three four months just to refinance you could have been paying slightly more somewhere else in a more reasonable time frame um, and reap those benefits a lot sooner yes yes absolutely see it all the time yes and this is all obviously a very, a very much a common theme we're really just running through all of those um, mm. potential issues so yeah um, but really the reasoning behind it all of these is is very similar um they're giving you a low interest rate for a reason right yeah. um, and, and you, just sorry kate on that point yeah. it's not necessarily just your online cheap providers mm. there are reputable lenders out there yes. that perhaps have gone too aggressive with their pricing yeah so they've pre-approved a bunch of clients yeah and now at the the stage of the market that we're at everybody's coming back wanting to convert those pre-approvals and they can't just simply hire new people that's right so what happens with that is the conversion of pre-approvals to to formal yeah. take priority yeah. Anybody else in the queue, if you're self-employed or if you're just a refinance, you get bumped down the line um, because they just can't handle the volume. That's exactly right. And they will prioritise the purchases, obviously. They have to. Um, again, yeah. you have, you, I think it's really important to always put yourself in the bank's position here. Think about yeah. what, you know, what they, they're yeah. a business, right? And I think case in point, did this not happen late last year when everything started to ramp up again? You know, we yeah. had whole momentum that started yep. to build September, October time last year when everyone realized mm -hmm. the world wasn't ending here. Mm -hmm. Property markets went crazy. The banks mm -hmm. suddenly had, and there was a couple of lenders that had these magnificent special offers on mm -hmm. and they could not handle the volume. This is exactly what you were just saying. They could not yep. handle the volume of business that came yep. that way. And it took them forever to yes. process the purchases. You have got to keep in mind, everyone, there are predominantly owner occupiers out there and they do have a lot of cash. You, perhaps as an investor, you know, you're going to, if you come to them with, you're going to need a month's finance condition to get your finance sorted. You are not going to be looked upon that favorably by a seller when you've got an owner-occupied offer that is perhaps unconditional or cash or just better conditions because you've gone with someone with those very long turnaround times, et cetera, et cetera. That deal is going to fall through. You are you're not going to be able to secure that property. Mm. So what's more important here, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I see. I'm seeing that a lot at the moment as well. Right. Mm. Offset accounts. So having little whistle, whistles and bells attached to, to our accounts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> often that, that the cheapest lender with a basic product um, might have a redraw feature, mm. uh, which if you're an investor and you don't have any owner-occupied debt, 
a redraw feature is not going to be great for you from a mm. taxation perspective if you yeah. want to put your surplus money in, um, pay down your investment debt and then redraw it back to buy a car or go on a holiday, your accountant's going to pull his hair out. Yeah. All sorts of hissy fits. Yes, exactly. I'm going to have hissy fits. Never mind the accountant. Yeah. So yeah. an offset feature is <laughs> yeah. really important for yeah. investment debt. Um, yeah. But also owner-occupied debt, don't underestimate the ability from a budgeting perspective to have multiple offset accounts. Not every bank offers them, um, but I'm a big fan of those lenders that do. Yes. Um, having the ability to break up your budget, a holiday account, a bills account, oh. extra loan repayment uh, account, spending yeah. money, play money. Yeah, as yeah. great as an offset feature is, having all your money in one account, it's very easy to dip into different buckets. Sure unless is. you want to have a spreadsheet that breaks up every separate account, which... Oh, I um, I haven't had to do that. You know, famous for saying there is nothing in life that can't be solved without a great spreadsheet. Can be problematic when or if you are applying for something or doing something that isn't absolutely bog standard when you're trying to fit a square object into a round hole. Yeah. Yeah. So you may be with a one of the very vanilla low-cost operators yeah. that have you have a pre-approval with them and then you find this dream property but there might be a nuance to the property it might yeah. be unique there might be something different to it it might be yeah. in a, a, a suburb with you know an abundance of stock for that Absolutely. bank the bank might consider it rural yeah yeah whatever yeah yeah um, and then the bank says sorry we won't accept that because any pre-approval is subject to satisfactory acceptance of the property yeah. and valuation right. yeah um, you might need mortgage insurance, you yeah. might want a parental guarantee, you might want a maternity leave policy, all those sorts of things may not be suitable for that low cost provider. Mm -hmm. They have to cut costs somehow. And that's why usually, as we talked about, keeping real estate low, so that might be yeah. offshoring um, or not having that branch network. But it, it could also be very simple policies that only deal with very simple PAYG mm. so that your skill level of your staff doesn't need to be that great as well and therefore keeping your overheads down from that perspective. And I just, this is why, when I knew we were going to talk about this, I got so excited. <laughs> um, because to me, this information is gold. It is, Tina. Oh. I think, you know, if this video doesn't go viral, I don't know why not. But potentially a or an inferior approval process. What do, you, what do we mean by inferior? Not just, um, um, it could just be, you know, again, if you've got <sighs> staff members that don't have a certain credit delegation. And what I mean by that is being mm. able to sign off and approve on the loan, mm. which usually you get from some level of expertise and experience in the bank. Yeah. The bank then says, okay, well, we're happy for you to tick off and sign off on that loan up to a million dollars, 80% loan to value ratio. Mm. Um, but again, that requires an expertise with the staff, more mm. expensive. Mm. Um, so it may just be, they have to go up to the next level to tick off on one slight thing that is slightly outside of the normal policy, for mm. example. Mm. Um, and then that might add another week or two to the process if they've got mm. slow turnaround times. Yeah. And more bottlenecks every time you need somebody else to, to sign off on an application. Yes. And that's also not just for low-cost operators. There's one major bank that is just renowned for having so many layers of approval that they come back to you, we need you to answer this question another mm. five days. Mm. Okay, well, once you've answered that question, then I need to send it up the line and that's another five days. Mm. So those sorts of things, even when they say our turnaround time is this, if a good broker will know if mm. that bank has a particularly clunky process, mm. and if they're telling you that that bank is just 
very difficult to deal with. While the rate may look fantastic, that you may miss out on that property um, or that yeah. cooling yeah. off period yeah. Yeah. Um, or that refinance might just take forever. Yeah. Um, there are some lenders that won't let you order an upfront valuation. Mm -hmm. So you may have to go through that whole process for oh, your God, refinance, no. for example, um, or your formal approval. And by the time they've assessed it, stamped it, ordered the valuation, your cooling off period's expired or, you know, yeah, the valuation may come in less and you can't actually refinance anymore. You've wasted all that precious time. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean by kind of clunky processes. Yeah. In that yes. Yes. And again, everyone, this, this insight into the behind the scenes processes, which mm -hmm. vary enormously, yeah. is so useful. Um, you really need to understand, you know, what what's that process that's happening yeah. when you're submitting these, not just the pre-approvals, but obviously when you're going for for formal approval. Yeah. Um, you cannot assume that it's just, you know, it's one person at a bank looking at this. Like you said, it's multiple people. The process could be clunky. Oh my God, you know. Well, yeah. Okay. Number 10. Finally, the lender and that rate might suit you right now. But that particular lender or product, et cetera, might not be able to grow with you and your portfolio. I see yeah. this a lot. I see yeah. this a lot too. I do too. <laughs> yeah. And it's usually, Kate, someone has gone online, found the mm -hmm. cheapest rate, yeah. refinanced their home with ample equity, and then wants to buy an investment property. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the challenge, you know, a lot of these online providers, if you wish to extract equity from your property, they won't give you that equity unless you actually have a contract of sale. Now, what that means is if you need to pay a deposit, you're going to need to run around and get a deposit bond um, or come up with the cash. But potentially you won't have that facility available for you until you've actually purchased a property. Yeah. And I, I have to just pause. I have to jump in there because trying to get a seller in this yeah. market to accept yeah. a deposit bond, good luck yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, often that particular mm. investment loan needs to be principal and interest. It's often capped out to a certain percentage of the value of the property. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if it's principal and interest and you're looking for some investment debt, you've still got an owner-occupied debt, mm. your accountant's going to be suggesting potentially that you should have interest only on that. So just something to be mindful if you mm. are looking to refinance to one of these providers Try and think bigger picture of what your goals and plans are. If that involves buying an investment property, perhaps think twice about going yeah. to one of those providers that can't grow with you. Yeah. Probably on that, that point also, these providers often might have the lowest cost, but they may not give you the most borrowing capacity. And if that means that I'm you're going... That's point number 11. You've oh, snuck another one in. Well, it, was actually, it. it was actually number five, I think, and I forgot to mention oh, it, it. But no, it ties in. Number 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah. but essentially, if you are going to the cheapest, but you can't borrow as much, and that means you can only buy that two-bedroom house instead of the three-bedroom. Yes. The bigger picture is the cost of buying and selling property that you've only held on to for a short period Mm. more than likely far outweigh any cost saving from a you know 10 20 points okay. on your yeah. interest rate that their their lending policies might be more restrictive right yeah, that's yeah. That we, we, keeping we, it vanilla yeah higher living costs yes, yes. Um, higher assessment rates lower allowance of bonuses commissions so forth yeah and and i think 
like you were alluding to a minute ago, you know, you're going to be able to borrow less. You're going to potentially, not always, but potentially buy an inferior property than you could have done. The real moral of the story here is with a few of these points that, yes, you might save or have the perception of saving a little bit of money at this point. But if it means yeah. you are able to borrow less money, potentially miss out on a few properties while there's amazing growth happening. Yeah. Uh, you're going to buy potentially an inferior property that won't grow as well in value. The opportunity cost to you because you've been chasing that cheaper interest rate to me mm -hmm. is enormous. Of yeah. what you're sacrificing there because of potential short-sightedness, thinking mm -hmm. ahead, looking at this bigger picture, all these behind the scenes things, the restrictive lending policies, the longer turnaround times, all which are not necessarily so, but yes. might, might be the case. So there is so much. To, I could literally talk to you about this for the next three hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very passionate about this topic. <laughs> I'm very much so. That's why, again, that's why I got so excited. But I really do urge everyone out there, please don't just chase a cheap online interest rate. There are massive repercussions to this, potentially. Not always. But um, please talk to a broker first. Yes, like we're saying, we're not saying the interest rate isn't important. Of course it is. But you do want to balance having the right loan product for your situation that will grow with you over the next few years, that will enable you to do what you want to do and get you to where you want to get to in life and still pay a great low interest rate. I would assume... No offense, everyone out there, but we're not all the experts that this lady is, okay? Please keep this in mind. Talk to Tina before you do these things. It costs you nothing, in fairness, right, Tina, to use a great broker who knows what they're doing, who can assess the right lenders for you and get you a great rate. That won't mean that you come unstuck in two years' time because of chasing the, 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 the cheapest rate out there with an let's call them an inappropriate lender for you it's the mm -hmm. most tactful way i can think of to put it right yep absolutely okay enough on that because literally i could be talking about this for the next three hours so we will leave mm -hmm. it there please anyone who is looking to purchase a property or if you know somebody who's looking to purchase a property share this video with them i think it's one of the most important things that they will they will watch i know that sounds really arrogant but i do i'm very passionate about this and we will continue on other exciting topics very soon so thank you very much tina mind of information absolute gold thank you thanks kate we will see you all soon okay bye. Bye. okay all you lovely ladies out there that is it for this episode we hope you enjoyed it and we hope that you found it super useful you can email us with any questions that you have at info at thefemaleinvestor.com.au don't forget to pick up a copy of our book. You can go to your local bookstore or you can order it online on Amazon or Booktopia for those of you lovely ladies here in Australia. And head to thefemaleinvestor.com.au anyway, where you can click on the links. You can find loads of resources on investing, property news, hints, tips and videos. It's awesome. We will be with you all again really, really soon. Stay safe and well, everyone. And bye for now.